glimpse. Lord, give us a glimpse. Give us a glimpse, Lord, of the beautiful cross. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Please take your seats. Thank you, Ben. That was awesome. Yeah, good job. Good job, guys. Good job. Hey, thank you for making the effort to come out. Good job. Give yourself a clap. Give yourself some applause. Well done. Good on you being here. How can you not be in the house of God on Good Friday? And, you know, we don't judge those who haven't made it today. But, you know, what, what, what a place to be. What a place to be on Good Friday. And, and so this, this week I've been, not surprisingly, looking at scriptures around the cross. And it is amazing. It's, it's just, you know, there's a song. It was a Hillsong song. The chorus is written by Annie Garrett. And it says, only love could make a way. You gave yourself, you gave your life in a beautiful exchange. And you can probably hear the song going in your mind as we speak it. Only love could make a way. You gave your life in a beautiful exchange. And if we put aside the gruesomeness of the cross, and, and, and it was a gruesome, it was a gruesome, you know, act, you know, the message behind it is just beautiful, you know? There's never a story been written. There's never, there's never anything that can compare with the, with the beauty of the cross and uh, just the amazing story behind it. So, so today... Today, we're going to be spending lots of time in Scripture. Yeah, hope that's okay. <laughs> so there's going to be lots and lots of Scripture today. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm standing down here today, not, not, not to make a new religious act that on Good Fridays we stand down here, we don't stand up there. But I just thought, let him be lifted up today. You know, let him be lifted up today. Let the cross be lifted up today. And if you want a central scripture, it's all about that beautiful exchange. 2 Corinthians 5 says, He made him, of course that's Jesus, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. And you get the picture there, don't you, that our sin was imputed. He didn't become a sinner, he didn't have to go and sin. He got ours, yeah? We, we had plenty to give him, if that makes sense, yeah? So our sin was imputed unto him, and his righteousness was imputed unto us. Not that we were righteous, but somehow we get that. And uh, that whole concept of imputation, we even see it today. Have we got any accountants? We got any accountants? Yeah, Mary. Yeah, there you go. Got the name right, there you go. So Mary would be well familiar with imputation credits, yeah, tax credits on shares, yeah? And so exactly the same concept. So the company has paid the tax. So when you do your tax return, you haven't paid any tax on those shares. The company's paid the tax on those shares. And yet when you do your tax return, now tell me, Mary, if I'm right, when you do your tax return, you own them as your own. You put them on your tax return as though they, as you have paid that tax. That tax is yours, yeah? But of course it's not yours, it's theirs, yeah? And that's the picture, this imputation. The righteousness never was ours, the, our sin never was his. 
So, lots of scripture, lots of scripture, lots of scripture. And of course, um, where did it happen? It happened on the cross. So let's read. Just let it wash over. Close your eyes if you want to. Picture the scene. (laughs) It's an amazing scene. We're reading from the Gospel of Mark. Very early in the morning, the chief priests and the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans, the plans of men. So they bound Jesus. I've been stuck on that scripture all week. They bound Jesus. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You've said so, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they accuse you of. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists. who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing that it was really out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What then shall I do with this one called the king of the Jews? Pilate asked. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd. Yeah, shows a bit of weakness, doesn't it? Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away to the place that is the praetorium and called together the whole company of soldiers They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe, put his own clothes on him, and they led him out to be crucified. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country. They forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now that we may see and believe, they mocked. 
Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, yeah. At noon, darkness came over the whole land. God couldn't bear to look, could he? At noon, darkness came over the whole land. Until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lima, Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard him say, sorry, excuse me. When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with wine vinegar. He put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. The curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. It's a picture that the exchange was complete. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus cries out, you know, Jesus cries out, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's this exchange. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. It's not just an exchange of sin and righteousness. <laughs> it's an exchange of place. Jesus was willing to be forsaken that we might come into God's presence. And so right at that moment with the tearing of the, the curtain, the way was made for us to come in. He was forsaken and put aside, but the way was made for us to come into his presence. Yeah. So today we're going to be looking at this great exchange. And if you look at a diamond, you know, it's got the, the big face, one that's been faceted. It's got the big face at the top that most of the light comes out of. But then it's got all the secondary facets, hasn't it, that all run around. Yeah. And uh, my, my son recently gave... His fiance a diamond. It's huge. It's massive. So if you want to see what a faceted diamond looks like, you've probably never seen one like it. Go and have a look at that one. Sorry for picking on you guys. Yeah? So today, that's the center one of this exchange, isn't it? Our sin, his righteousness. But what we're going to do today is go to look at some of these other facets around it. So we've already read it, but let's read it again because it's really neat. Um, and the exchange is, for us to be made righteous, he had to become sin. 2 Corinthians 5 says, He made him, of course that's Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we get that one, don't we? But the exchange, the exchange just keeps happening. For us to be forgiven, he had to be punished. Yeah, let's read. But it was for our sins he was wounded, and for our evil doing he was crushed. He took the punishment by which we have peace. We have forgiveness and peace, but he had to take our punishment, that exchange, yeah? 
And because he was willing to do that, we can then read in Hebrews, God speaking, saying, For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Yeah. <laughs> Who's glad that God doesn't remember our sins anymore? And this wonderful exchange just keeps rolling. For us to be healed, he had to be broken. Yeah. It's in the Old Testament, but it's in the New as well. 1 Peter 2. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. The healing we have in him today, the wholeness we have, is simply because he was willing to be broken. For us to be blessed, he had to be cursed. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us so that we can be blessed. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. For us to share in his abundance, he had to share in our poverty. The exchange just continues. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yeah. <laughs> Imagine the picture. Here he is in heaven, all the glories of heaven, surrounded by the angels, in all his glory. And the Father says there's only one way. That's that you go and live in a fallen world. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake and mine, he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Entering into a fallen world. Yeah. Surrounded by sinful men, surrounded by wicked men, even submitting himself, as we've already read, into the hands of wicked men. For us to enter into his glory, the next one, yeah. For us to enter into his glory, he had to bear our shame. The scriptures in John chapter 17. Jesus talking, saying, The glory that you have given me, I give to them. <laughs> Did we just read that? Is that real? Yeah. So the glory that the Father lavished upon Jesus is now ours. The glory you've given me, I have given unto them, that they may be one even as we are one. But of course it came to price, wasn't it? We didn't get his glory without him being, to take, being willing to take our shame. For the glory set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. For us to enter into his glory, he had to be willing to enter into our shame. For us to be accepted, he had to be willing to be rejected and despised. Isaiah says, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deep grief. It says of us, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised And we did not care 
for us to be accepted, he had to be willing to be rejected and despised. For us to be redeemed, he had to be sacrificed. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. For us to be free, he had to be willing to be bound. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. I've been stuck on that scripture all week. How is it that the God who made the heavens and the earth, who created everything, Scripture's clear, nothing was made that wasn't made without him, through him, Jesus. How is it that the creator of the heavens and the earth is willing to allow men to bind him, that he might be handed over to wicked men to do whatever they chose? If you can get your head around that, come and explain it to me because I can't. It's just phenomenal, isn't it? And so out of that, I think we have to go, well, what a high price was paid for our freedom. Yeah, yeah. So at times I push people because this is a passion for me. I push people to lay hold of their freedoms. I push people to say, are you really going to live under that? Are you going to live under the bondage of the enemy? Are you going to allow the enemy to rule in your home? And I wonder, if Jesus paid such a high price for our freedom, I wonder what he thinks when we don't fire up and say, well, you know what? I'm going to be free. You know what? The devil's not going to rule in my life or in my home. I'm going to be free. And because of that, we get amazing scriptures like, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Let's read that again. That's a great scripture. For if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Yeah. For us to be joined, for us to be joined to the Father, he had to be cut off. And I've just picked the one here now from Hebrews. Um, yes, at one time you were far away from God, but now in Christ Jesus you are brought near to God through the blood of Christ's death. And I love this next one. This is in 1 John, and it simply says. For eternal life, well, that's not what the scripture says, but this is the exchange. For eternal life to be added to us, Jesus' eternal life had to be taken from him. So 1 John 5 says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. So it's pretty appropriate that today we declare, like the people of Acts, in Acts 4, that we declare in front of the heavenly realm, in front of the people of Redcliffe, in front of church today, we declare salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. So if a band can just come back up on stage, please.
So it's just a short service today. It's just a communion service. And if you've got your communion emblems there, if you don't have communion emblems, if you can uh, just pop up your hand and we'll make sure that you get one. Yeah, just one down the front here. Yeah. So we do this each week. If you're here today and you don't know God, you, you, would, you would like to come into that personal relationship with him, Maybe today is the first day that you've really looked at it and thought, ah, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it how this Jesus has died for me. Just before we take our communion, if we can just bow our heads for a moment. Yeah? If that's you, if, if you would like to say, oh, I get it. I want to enter a relationship with him. I want to receive for myself what was done on the cross. You know, if you just raise your hand, just give me a wave and we'll pray for you just before we partake of communion. Yeah. We won't, we won't delay this moment, and it's probably just church family here. That's okay. Yeah. But for the rest of you, while you've got your head bowed, why don't you determine in your heart that you're going to lay hold of every freedom that God's got for you? Yeah. It came at such a price. It came at such a price. You know, He's not sitting in judgment of have we have or have we haven't. I think He's up there just wanting to encourage us, saying... You know, I've done it, you know, cost me a lot, <laughs> you know, you know, it's cost me a lot, you know, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you commit in your heart now going, no, 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 the enemy's not going to rule. Yeah, so if you've got a particular thing that's bound you coming into the early part of 2021, you know, if you've had a particular thing, why don't you say, well, today it dies. I'm not living under that thing anymore. Hallelujah, that thing is under my feet because of the cross. He was willing to be bound. Yeah, he was willing to submit himself to the dealings of wicked men. Hallelujah, that you might not have to be bound. So Father, we break every chain. We break every bondage in the name of Jesus. We release freedom right across the house today. Lord, right across this community. Lord, right across the Merge Church, we release freedom. Hallelujah. Father, we can hear those chains falling aside. Lord, those who have been bound with self-harm, those who have been bound with suicide, those who have been bound with addictions, those who have been bound by insecurities, those who have been bound by intimidation, Father, those who have been bound by sickness, Father, we see those chains hitting the ground today. We declare that the way has been made. We declare that the price has been paid. We declare that those who are in Him are indeed free. Hallelujah. So every, let every fetter fall, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's just partake together. Father, we've just read. We thank you that Jesus was willing to have his body broken. Hallelujah. That we might have wholeness. Hallelujah. We receive the bread now. Amen. Thank you for his precious blood that was shed. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you for this beautiful exchange. Lord, that in so many ways he was willing to come and take our place, that we didn't have to take that place. We particularly thank you, Father, that he was willing to take our sin, that, Father, when you look upon us, you can see the righteousness of your Son. Father, 
We thank you for it. We thank you for his blood that was shed. We partake now in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We honor you today. We honor the sacrifice of your Son. We exalt his name. We lift up the name of Jesus. For he's the exalted one. He's the King. He's the Lord. He's the Holy One. He's our Savior. And we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. It's me sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah.